today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Interesting always to get the, the idea of what's going on from not just from the politician standpoint, but how the Canadian and American public perceive these politicians. And uh, leave it to Leger to put their finger on the pulse and tell us exactly what's going on. Leger's North American tracker uh, has come out right now, and uh, apparently uh, Canadians like Joe Biden and think the idea of a Biden administration uh, is actually going to be good for Canada-U.S. relations. Uh, as a matter of fact, Americans, uh, well, a, a number of them anyway, seem to like that. To give us a rundown on exactly what the, all these numbers mean, so pleased to welcome back to the program Dave Schultz, who was the executive vice president of Alleger. Uh, Dave, as always, thanks so much for the time. Good to have you with us today. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Good to be here. Well, there's always some nervousness and trepidation about that every time a new administration comes in as to how uh, they're going to interact. And, uh, you know, we're, we're tied at the hip, obviously, with the American economy. So uh, it's not just the numbers, of course, about how the economies work, but it's the personalities involved. And uh, from your numbers here, uh, Canadians like the idea of a Biden administration. They do. Uh, in fact, 61% of Canadians think that our the Canada-U.S. relations will improve with uh, Biden as the President of the United States. So that's a very optimistic outlook going into this. Uh, and boy, there's so many different factors, and I know you guys covered a lot of them with the questions that you asked here. Uh, and, and we'll get to a couple of those in just a second here. Uh, his popularity in the States, uh, notwithstanding the fact that uh, he did win the election, uh, it was by a close margin. And uh, the numbers there, uh, not quite as large. 43% of Americans think that uh, the Biden administration is going to be uh, an improvement for Canada-U.S. relations. Uh, is, is that a reflection on Biden or a reflection on Trump? You know, that's a reflection on the divide in the U.S., uh, when when we ask any of these survey questions, we often ask, uh, are, did you vote Republican or did you vote Democratic? And, um, you know, right now we've just started. Uh, in the U.S., 45% of Americans are satisfied with uh, the work that Joe Biden has done in the first few weeks of his presidency. But if I look at Republicans, it's at 17% and 86% of Democrats feel that way. So I, I think whatever we see coming out of the U.S., there's uh, there's this new, well, it's not so new, the last few years we've seen it, this real dichotomy of results. Republicans saying one thing and Democrats saying the opposite. And, and I mean, we're experiencing that to a lesser degree in this country, too. I mean, there's a polarization in politics, isn't there, where, you know, no matter who we elect as a prime minister or they as a president, uh, invariably they say, you know, I'm the, I'm the leader of, of all the people. They say, no, you're not. You, you know, you, I didn't vote for you, so you're not my leader. And that, that it's almost a cynical attitude that a lot of the people in the public seem to be taking now. And it definitely goes down party lines. It also goes regional. Um, a lot of these results that we're talking about, like the 61% who think uh, – it's going to improve. You look at Alberta, and obviously there's a Keystone pipeline yeah. cancellation right off the bat. 61% across Canada, only 37% of, of Albertans feel that our, our relationship with the U.S. will improve. So we see it across, and but to a certain degree, that's party lines as well. That's a very conservative voting uh, sector there. Uh, you could make the argument that uh, Jason Kenney's popularity is not a whole lot higher than that in Alberta right now. I think I think people in Alberta just pretty much ticked off at everybody now, aren't they? I, pretty much, yeah. That's, that's the way to look uh, things are not going well for them, and, and obviously they look at the political leadership everywhere, Ottawa, Edmonton, and, and of course down in Washington as well. Uh, let's get into some of the nitty-gritty on this. And you mentioned the pipeline is one big issue, uh, and, and I know that... Uh, notwithstanding the fact that there was some polling done that indicates that most Canadians, actually it seems most Americans have decided, yeah, it's, that debate's over, we're moving on, whether we like the decision or not. The other one, though, that is going to, I think, be a factor right through this administration is uh, is the Biden acknowledgement of a Buy America policy. Uh, that's making a lot of people on this side of the border nervous. 
It, it is. Um, to a certain degree, we, 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 ask, we ask people, do you think this is going to affect us or not? And we're kind of mixed on that right now. Uh, 13% say that it's going to have a, uh, a positive impact on us, which is interesting. Uh, 47% say it's going to have a negative impact. Uh, but really, most of, a lot of Canadians, 40%, say it's going to have no real impact. So these are just words, is what a lot of Canadians believe. Well, and that's interesting. I mean, because we saw maybe you know the best of times and the worst of times. I mean, the worst of times was uh, you know Donald Trump's imposition of steel and aluminum tariffs, uh, oh, his, yeah, his his tough stance on on the new NAFTA negotiations, basically saying he wanted to rip it up. It's the worst deal they uh, for America that they've ever had. I mean, that kind of rhetoric really, uh, I, I guess you know, sends ripples right through the the population. But we saw with the now this is new for the Biden administration, of course, Dave. But you know he was part of the, the Obama administration that also had a Buy America policy as they came out of the recession in 08 and 09, and uh, it didn't have the negative impact that a lot of people thought it would. They they kind of morphed that into uh, okay, this is an exception, that's an exception, and uh, uh, we didn't do as badly as I thought many people thought we were going to do because of that policy. Well, and there's two stories coming out. The one is the uh, we're you know we have to be careful because so much is so much of our manufacturing and, and our distribution is going to go to the U.S. Now they're going to do only by American. Then the other side we're hearing is that while well, our economies are so inextricably tied together that that is impossible. So a, a by American policy is actually bad for a lot of American companies because they're they're so used to working with Canadian companies. So that's why I think we see this 40% saying no real impact because it's a bit of it's a bit of rhetoric. And yes, we saw some consequences under Trump, but you're correct. We didn't see what we expected under Obama, and I, I think there's also a perception that Biden has to come out strong a little bit. Um, but what actually happens is another story. Well, because the interesting story, whether it's the Obama or the Trump administration, the, the one commonality there, uh, when there were discussions about stricter regulations, whatever the case might be, a lot of the pushback, as you mentioned, Dave, came from some of the American states that, that do uh, an awful lot of trading, not just the border states, but, you know, the, and w- with whatever. It wasn't just uh, the auto industry comes to mind as the obvious example, as you say, because of the uh, the tie-ins with the sh- supply chains. You know, pe- cars and trucks go back and forth two or three times because of that, but it happens with other industries, too. Uh, and as you're right, I mean, from a political standpoint, you, if you're the leader, yeah, you want to make a statement like that because it, it kind of fires up the population. Yeah, yeah, we, we've got to look after American jobs. Uh, but the people in manufacturing and a lot of the people in government are saying, well, wait a second, uh, we need that Canadian product. And the, the, the aluminum tariff was a classic example of that. The, the loudest outcry when Trump imposed that was from the Americans that said, we don't make enough <laughs> aluminum, we have to buy Canadian aluminum. What are you yeah. doing to us? And, and you're, they, they tended to back yeah. off. Yeah, so it's, uh, like, I guess what we should say here is I guess the discussions about all that are really just beginning now, aren't they? They are. And I think another thing that Biden has to worry about uh, or be concerned about is the stance on the environment versus the economy or with the yeah. economy. Yeah, talk uh, to me about that. That's an interesting number. Yeah, well, we asked Americans. I'll start with that number. So it's pretty much split. 37% said that we need to address climate change, even if it means slower economic growth. Forty percent said grow the economy, even if it means heart, uh, harming the environment. So in Canada, we're much more for fix the environment. Fifty-six percent of Canadians say that versus thirty percent of Americans. But for Joe Biden to move ahead on that, he's got a real split again, another split um, that does go down to a certain degree party lines, but another split that says environment over economy, and the other half saying economy over environment. 
So he's got to figure that out too. Yeah, and and whatever decision they make, of course, is going to have an impact on what we're doing here uh, in this country. And, and but have you noticed though, Dave? A, a lot of the polling that you guys do, uh, when you ask the average everyday Canadian or American, as the case might be, environment's right near the top of the list. But when you juxtapose it and say environment or economy, uh, it it gives people pause. Wait, well, well, wait a minute. Maybe I should rethink that because I mean, so many of us have seen you know friends, neighbors, maybe ourselves lose jobs over the last little while, you know, the, the economy is so fragile these days. Well, especially when you move out west, because yeah. the sense out west is that environment and oil and gas, uh, and from a from a household general population standpoint, that you can't do both. And envir- uh, oil and gas is so tied towards our economy, when in reality, I think what governments are starting to look at is how do we do both and transition and, and, and make everyone, the economy continue, but in an environmental aspect. So the challenge for the Canadian government and for uh, Joe Biden's U.S. government. Uh, there's one other topic here. Well, a bunch of them I want people to have a look at here. But uh, you asked also, this is a fascinating question, the top five people that Americans would like to see <laughs> play a significant political role in the coming years. Uh, and, uh, well, go down the list, because I, I, I was kind of surprised by some of the, the names there. Yeah, so so when we, uh, we gave, we asked sort of who all, who would you like to look at? We did, This is a list we did provide. It's just I want to be upfront with that. Yeah. Uh, the, the person who tops the list is Bernie Sanders. At 39% of Americans feel that he should be playing a prominent role going forward. Second is Donald Trump. Wow. Then Mike Pence, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and um, I always get his name wrong, Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Buttigieg, there we go. Buttigieg. I can't say that for some reason, but yeah. So, who's uh, who's the transportation six, minister now? Yeah, number six is Ted Cruz. So it's a really oh, mix. Oh, yeah, geez. I know. So I'm going to go past that top five. So I think showing him in the top uh, six is interesting as well. Again, very much on party lines. For example, yeah. uh, Bernie Sanders. Interestingly enough, 14% of Republicans see him playing a role. Um, compared to say only eight uh, percent who see Ocasio Cortez, so it's so there is a, Bernie Sanders seems to be coming to the top of the the forefront again. But it, it also shows, as you talk about political divide, uh, there is still a deep political divide there. The, the Trumps, the Pences, uh, the Ted Cruz's, uh, which people would consider to be the far right even of the Republican Party, uh, still very popular down there. Uh, Bernie Sanders surprised me coming out near the top of the list, but he's a populist, and you know, and now he's been consistent with his policies about free education, free tuition, and things like that uh, for people. That in, in tough economic times, uh, people tend to forget about price tags sometimes, don't they, Dave? And say, yeah, that's not a bad idea exactly and and he tops the list for democrats um you know the yeah. next democrat down is only at 59 percent. he's at 71 percent for democrats it's uh he's 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 going to be around for a little while <laughs> but trump is still second yeah i know and, and everything that... that's going on he's still the second highest in terms of what america who americans think will be involved for the next few years well, Pete Buttigieg is an interesting name. Uh, you know, we watched him during the uh, the Democratic uh, race for the, the the nomination, of course, and uh, he impressed an awful lot of people. I mean, clearly lacking in political experience. I mean, the mayor of, of South Bend, Indiana, and it, uh, yeah. certainly you don't make that leap from there to the White House. Uh, but he he won over an awful lot of people. He's a pragmatic guy. He's got a great story, uh, and he's necessarily going to be in uh, transportation. Is not one of the top three or four portfolios, I guess, but it, it's still a big deal, and he's got a, a, an opportunity. Opportunity, I guess, to make a name for himself, but boy, uh, it, it just tells you that the Trump and the Trump team, and I, I would include Pence and uh, and and of course 
Ted Cruz in that, uh, still with a lot of influence down there. Well, let, let me even add, 11th place, Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Uh, on that ominous note, uh, we, we, we got to wrap it up. Uh, people can go to the webpage just to check out uh, Leger and uh, get all the North, the North American tracker here. And it's a fascinating read and uh, gives us pretty good insights as to where we're going. Dave, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us today. All right. Thanks, Bill. Take care. Dave Schultz, of course, Executive VP uh, with Leger. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.